Welcome, welcome back, Spartan Nations. It's your boys. We back. Spartan Dog Podcast here with my boy Devin. What's good? What's going on, y'all? Nothing much, man. I, right now, I really want to talk about some, uh, some, some basketball. I want to talk about MSU basketball, the season we're having so far. Get your thoughts on it so far because right now we're having an okay season. I, I, right now, you know, we're, we're a little, you know, we're getting it together. We just look, you know, we need some players to come back from injury. But other than that, I think we're going to be okay. But I do want to get your thoughts on the start of the MSU basketball season so far. Uh, the start of the season, you know, the first couple games uh, couldn't have gone any better than what I think anybody could have planned. I mean, I coming, with, coming within a point of beating Gonzaga, mm. uh, I still hold a candle to the fact that had it been indoors, we would have won. Uh, man, we should have beat that team regardless. We had that game under control. I, I do agree with that. You know, we, we had that game under control. It was right in the palm of our – it was in the palm of their hands, and they just let it slip away. So, um, agree. hopefully lesson well learned from that. But um, overall, you know, I think the start's been great. I mean, you know, you come within a point of beating Gonzaga, and then you turn around, you beat Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the Blue Bloods, that's great. Mm-hmm. Beat them. It took two overtimes, but who cares? Beat them. Yep, who cares? And then yep. you go the next week or the next game, rather, uh, three days later, and you beat Villanova. Yeah. Been consistently a good basketball program at least as long as long as we've been alive and been watching right. college basketball. Very much. So has been up there. Beat them. Uh, turn around and lose to an Alabama team who Alabama's been actually getting it together in basketball the last ten yep. years. So, you know, uh, overall, just, I mean, I'm not super disappointed with that. I don't think they played that well that game, but, you know, is what it is. When some you lose, some yep. move on. Uh, beat Oregon, we were down. Oregon had us trailing. We beat them. Then uh, we beat Portland. That was a closer game than what I liked it to be. Uh, right. And then Absolute Slaughter Fest did not look good against Notre Dame at all, in my opinion. Did not at all. at all. That was not a great game. Uh, and then starting out Big Ten play against Northwestern, uh, taking an L there. Not very happy, but I've seen us lose to Northwestern basketball before. So, yep, I don't know. True. Maybe Northwestern's just got our number every so often in football and basketball. They seem to be basically um, what I would equate that to is uh, how Purdue is towards Ohio State, especially when it comes to football. Purdue oh, yeah. a way to upset Ohio, uh, upset Ohio State every couple of years in football. So, yep. Northwestern kind of does the same to us in basketball. And then, you know, we bounce back with a win over Penn State. And then uh, just this past Saturday, just yesterday, um, with a pretty decent win over Brown, almost a 20-point win over Brown. So, you know, uh, sitting at 7-4, and four, you know, it, it's it, a typical start, you know. But the thing about it is, you know, this is a typical start to a Michigan State season. However, some of the wins we've gotten is what's got me thinking, you know, this team might be a little bit better than some of those other teams that have started out around this time frame. Cause normally we've lost to the Kentuckys, to the Villanovas and the Gonzagas. Right. And we would lose all those games. We fight and fight and fight and fight, but ultimately end up losing by like five to seven points end up pulling away in the end. However, this year we managed to win two of those games. That tells me that this team Either, you know, this team's got what it takes or Kentucky and Villanova aren't that good. But I'd like to think, I, yeah. it's just, I'd like to think this team is just good. I agree. I'd like to think um, we just got it together. So I agree. I, I like the way this team is clicking. They're starting to get the chemistry that is needed to, um, you know, 
to pay dividends in tournament play. Um, AJ Hogard, there's a couple of games in there. I think when we lost, especially the uh, Notre Dame game and the Northwestern game, where I didn't think he played well. I had some people on Twitter saying that they just didn't like his body language. He he just wasn't engaged. Now I don't know what he was going through at that time, but from uh, the Penn State game, there was the, uh, I just ended up seeing in the Brown game, uh, he's turned it up. And this is the AJ Hogarth that I've been wanting to see this entire time. That's the AJ Hogarth that played that way versus Kentucky versus uh, Gonzaga in a loss, but still played great. Uh, in my opinion, A.J. Hogarth um, is a pick-and-roll master. With him and uh, Maddie Sissoku, uh, they just give him so much space because they don't want to give up the lob to Maddie. And as long as A.J. Hogarth can consistently hit mid-range shots, this team is going to be dangerous, and it's going to be tough to beat in tournament play for sure. Absolutely, they're going to be they're going to be a threat to, to work with. I mean, this like I said, the quality of wins that they've gotten this season so far, with just you know just banking off the Gonzaga, or not the Gonzaga, but the Villanova and the Kentucky win. I mean, they went the distance. They didn't they didn't beat Kentucky in regulation. They beat them in overtime. So everybody was feeling the same effects. Everybody was just as tired, exhausted. Kentucky with everybody's on the same level, and they went the distance and they found a way to win. I mean, Kentucky had every opportunity in that game to snatch it from us. We just kept capitalizing on opportunity after opportunity. So, yeah, offense was flowing. Um, man, can I can I just uh, give uh, immense praise to Joey Hauser and the way he's been playing as of late? This is the Joey Hauser that we've been waiting to see since he came here from Marquette. Mm-hmm. So he is actually seeing that we that none of us seen at the beginning, right? So I was I'm just I'm ecstatic to see him. And did you know that uh, Joey Hauser is our leading rebounder as of right now? He's got well, yeah. Malik Hall's been out with injury, so that makes sense. And True. Then, uh, you know, Amani Sissoko, he's uh he's more of the offensive board offensive board guy or more of a block shot blocker one things like that but uh yeah joey hauser being down i mean joey hauser's been playing the four a lot so it doesn't really surprise me that he's uh that especially like i said with malik call out you know he's the next big guy on the team like there even if we got another big guy on the roster izzo's not putting the freshman out there like that i think izzo's probably been nervous enough with as many freshmen and young guys that have had to put in more (laughs) with the injuries (laughs) that we've had so i agree I completely agree with you on that one. Because Alex is veterans. Yeah. I, I, so far, but I'll tell you like this. This team right now is guard heavy. Or I should say our guards are our leading scorers. Um, besides Joey Hauser. Joey Hauser is also uh, top three in scoring uh, this season. But you also have uh, Tyson Walker, uh, A.J. Hogarth, Pierre Brooks, Jane Atkins. Uh, these are the guys that are that are stepping up and making plays, and that's that's going to be key in tournament play because I believe that guards win championships in this in college basketball. It's it's a guard you know friendly type of uh, type of league, and uh, so far our guards, if, if if AJ Hogarth can play like this every single time, at least just give me something like that. If if that can happen, Tyson Walker can continue to make shots consistently. And another thing that this team has improved in that I that I don't think anybody 
has said is their free throw shooting has been awesome. Mm-hmm. And I have not really been able, I've not seen a Izzo team, a Tom Izzo team shoot free throws, consi- shoot and make free throws consistently as this team is doing. Even when they struggle, they can somehow get to the line and make free throws. That is very much key in tournament play. Yeah, because we know when you get down the stretch, you know, people are fouling. You know, if you're not, in a sense, like, you know, it's almost it's almost like, you know, if you compared, you know, you compare this to football. I'm trying to think of the uh-huh. best way to explain this. Um, if a team doesn't have the greatest kicker, a.k.a. Michigan State football, uh-huh. what difference does it make if you can just keep them out of the end zone? If you give them a 30-yard field goal or if you give them a 59-yard field goal, what difference does it make? It doesn't make a difference if they have shitty kicking, so to speak. Pardon my French, but if they have horrible field goal kicking, what difference does it make? And that's the same equivalent with the free throws. doesn't matter how many times you foul our guys. What happens if you don't make them? Make them. No difference. They just yeah, okay, so they'll just give up the fouls all day. They'll foul us all day. That keeps uh-huh. us from shooting because we can't make our free throws. But when right. you're able to consistently put up points through the free throw shooting, that makes teams scared. That makes you multi-dimensional. That makes uh-huh. teams scared to do certain things. So they're like, oh, do we give up the three or do we foul them and give them free uh, three free throws or two free throws and an one, whatever it may be. Yeah, so I really want to know who is your favorite player to watch in the, on this team so far. Um, Sissoko's definitely stepped up. Sissoko's okay. definitely um, most improved. And I, it's like I told you before, last show we did, you know, I really enjoy. I I, I liked what I seen from him last season. You know, I thought he had potential. So you know, him coming out swinging, hitting the fences, doing what he's doing. You know, dunking, blocking, rebounding, just playing the ground. And then more like not so scared and not so shy on the offensive board. It's like, you know what? I've enjoyed watching it a lot. I really have. Um, mm. Player, I'm waiting to step up and just wait to be that takeover shooter is Tyson Walker. I'm waiting for uh, I'm waiting for Tyson Walker to step up and be, and be that guy. I feel like he's got to be the best shooter on the team. He's got to be. I know Joey Hauser was brought over for his three-point attempt and ability, but I just I feel like Walker's the guy. You're going to give so, up so, a last-minute shot. You're going to give a last-second shot to somebody. It's got to be Walker. I agree. Uh, and that, Tyson Walker is my favorite player on this team so far. Uh, Joey Hauser is a close second. Um, but um, what Tyson Walker is doing right now, he's the he is the team leading. Uh, he is the team leader in points with 14, 14 points per game. So that's, you know, in my mind, it's pretty good. And you're right. The last second shot, you're going to give it to Tyson Walker. And uh, I think he I think he is uh, built for this. I, I, I'm super happy in his progression from uh, last year to this year. He's way more confident in his in his play and his shows. You know, he can cross people up. He he got <laughs> he is doing real, some really good things uh, in his Izzo system and uh and he is knocking down big time shots, and that's all I need. That's all I need from him. I, we were waiting on this last year. I don't know what happened last year. I don't know if last year was just uh, we needed the entire season to uh, gain some chemistry, 
uh, or or to have these guys that uh you know transfer like Tyson Walker uh transferring over here from uh what is it northern Illinois mm-hmm. uh you know for him to uh get accustomed to being in his old system and whatnot and now that I believe he is completely comfortable in it he is finally starting to flourish in it and, he, and he's knocking down shots and he's confident on free throw line and all of that is major so as long as they can keep that up they will be just fine I understand we take a couple losses but this is basketball this is a marathon not a sprint Absolutely. and football you can, football football you take a loss you could be knocked out of the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, but in basketball, all you got to do is just keep getting better. Keep getting healthy and keep getting better. That is it. It ain't how you start. It's how you finish. And that's all. We, as long as we get it, as long as we get in the tournament, which I'm pretty sure we will, as long as we get in and in a, in a good spot, we should just, we should do just fine. Well, I mean, we're looking at, you know, so the next two games coming up, We've got Oakland mm-hmm. and we've got Buffalo. So right. These are games that, you know, we've got a 2-9 and nine Oakland team. So I think we're all pretty much saying that, you know, I mean, nothing's ever 100% guaranteed, but we're probably looking at a 90% chance that we win that game. Right. So that game is about, you know, we go out there, we win, play good. We should be able to out-talent these guys. But I feel like that in games like this is where we need to, like, focus on trying to get that chemistry together. Get that yes. teamwork together, flow together, that they know what they need to do, even when they're playing like a more superior opponent as compared mm-hmm. to Oakland. Well, if we go and we're playing, you know, Michigan, we're playing just Big Ten play in general. Right. It's going to be a higher level of competition no matter what than Oakland. Mm. So right. we need to make sure we have all the little things and the kinks worked out with this team by the time we get to that. Because after we play Oakland and Buffalo, Big Ten all the way. Big Ten from here on out. It starts out with Nebraska, Michigan, and Wisconsin are the first three Big Ten games mm-hmm. in that Big Ten stretch. And that's all Big Ten play from there on out. So we need to get it together because, as you know and I know, the many years we've been watching Big Ten basketball, you know, no matter whether somebody's, you know, record, whatever it is, everybody comes to play in Big Ten basketball. Amen. And basketball, to me, is, is a game of, like, in football, you know, you see upsets happen, you see things happen, but basketball is a game where you just really don't know. True. You just really don't know. Anybody can come to play. I mean, it's like, it, it, it's like uh, almost blanked on this for a second, but um, it's like Portland. Who would have thought Portland would have came within one point of beating us? Right. That wouldn't have happened in football. No. Oh, definitely not. That wouldn't have happened in football, regardless how how uh, poorly the football team played this year. But that wouldn't have happened right. in football. In basketball, anything's right. possible. Anybody can be beaten at any given time. Period. Yeah, yeah. Anybody can get hot. Anybody can get hot. And uh, shoot, it's, it's just you know. So I just come down to defense, man. Come down to your defense, yeah. Absolutely. So I just look forward to this team getting better, get their chemistry together, yeah. get healthier. Most important thing, of course, we want Malik Hall back yes. to the starting lineup. We want to get healthier. Gonna need yes, those by the time we get to the Big Ten tournament and uh, the uh, NCAA tournament. So that's what I got yes, for basketball. You got any final thoughts on basketball? Uh, no, just uh, like you said, just uh, get better with these next two games and uh, come next year, uh, starting in January, uh, Big Ten play. Let's just uh, see how it plays out. Everybody, like I said, just get healthier and get better. That's all. Gain more chemistry. That's all it is. Keep keep getting better with the chemistry. 
and we'll be fine. That's it. Transitioning into our next topic, uh, you know, let's kind of just talk about uh, football. We're at the end of the line, so obviously we're not going to a bowl game this year. Didn't even finish at 500, finished below 500. Um, yep. You know, just just disappointed. Yeah. Just just overall just disappointed at such the major drop-off. I mean, we could see, you know, we knew that Kenneth Walker was a generational talent. Mm-hmm. We all knew that. I mean, first time he touches the ball in a Spartan's uniform and he's going to the house. 75-yard touchdown. I mean, yeah. we knew from the jump he was a generational talent. And had he not been injured and we would have found a way to make the game workable at Ohio State, and if we would have found a way to upset them and get ourselves into the playoff, um, you know, because I'm pretty sure we would have beaten Iowa in the same fashion that Michigan did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, had we, had we not ran to that little hiccup with him being injured and having some other injuries and, you know, going through that, Maybe we'd have been able to keep that game close, find a way to win it, upset or whatever. Maybe we would have coasted into the playoff, and I don't know. We might have still got beat by Georgia or Alabama, but, you know, we might have still found ourselves in our second playoff or whatnot. But to see this team just have that major of a drop-off without having him on the team is just so disappointing. Right. But my tune has totally flipped when it comes to this team a little bit, though especially wow. the end of this season with the last uh, couple games. Um, I want to see how it plays out, but, you know, I, I I don't even think, you know, I don't even think firing Scotty Hazleton needs to be the move anymore. Who needs to be fired? I might have flipped my total too, man. I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I, I'm thinking Jay Johnson got to go. If you're going, if you're going to get rid of, a, if you're going to get rid of a coordinator, if you're going to get rid of somebody, because the more I look at it, the more I'm like, you know what? Especially with some of the injuries that piled in on defense, and you look at how the defense started playing after the Michigan game, hmm. things started improving a little bit. Granted, right. we didn't win every single game. Some things right. got away from us, you know. I mean, hell, I feel like... Because we couldn't score enough at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, our defense improved, and then the offense took a shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we and the thing about it is, we didn't lose anybody on offense. I know. Um, <clears throat> in the Michigan game was an offense player that got suspended. That was of any crazy value. Yeah, if there was, that I can't even remember. Nobody. Mm. And then it, it, the offense just takes a complete dump, dude. Like, they don't... They can't... They can't figure it out. Defense, you know, suddenly with some of those players gone, suddenly defense starts playing better. And, I mean, they weren't perfect. They weren't excellent, but they were better than what they were. And that's a noticeable improvement. I mean, I mean, it didn't take much to get better, but they still showed some significant improvement. Yeah. And so I just don't um, understand, like, were those players the problem or was – you know, did Scotty finally make an adjustment in his system or what it was? But, you know, <clears throat> certain with certain players gone, I mean, um, I mean, let's call it spade a spade. That's <laughs> true. Um, one of the things uh, that I've seen that, that uh, improved was the secondary. And one of the reasons why I feel like the secondary got better was because um, Xavier Anderson came back. 
Absolutely. And the communication, the communication got better in the secondary. I think that's what helped Scotty Hazleton's defense tremendously. Um, you're right. Uh, you know, we missed Jacoby Winman and everything oh, else, but we absolutely missed Jacoby Winman for sure. That pressure but, on the defense line wasn't there. But they ended up they still got it done. They still got some things done and, and they did they did improve. And you're right. It was more like Scotty Hazleton saved it because his defense was improving and unfortunately our damn offensive coordinator, Jay Johnson, offense couldn't get it going. But I do wanna understand this, like the offensive side of the football, I am sorry to say this for everybody who is a big fan of this guy, but Peyton Thorne is just not the guy. And I don't want to sit up there and solely blame him for how this offense did or did not go. Um, but when you don't have a running game, the way I know he needs a running game now, now I know he really needs one to be a fantastic quarterback. And I don't think we're going to get that by next year. I don't think that the running game is just going to drastically improve, you know, unless the offensive line can drastically improve. Our running game is not. And with him having to throw more, I don't believe that he can improve from uh, last from this year to next season and just, you know, un, you know, be Joe Montana or something like that. Or, hell, just be you, – you're never – be. listen, if you're not Connor Cook, I don't – I don't – you're not going to win a lot of games. You're not going to beat Ohio State the way you need to. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain things that – MSU fans have to ask themselves, do we have the quarterback that can beat Ohio State? If we do not have the quarterback that can beat Ohio State, you have to you're you're, you're still in search of one if that's the case. <laughs> so so. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know what it doesn't even I wouldn't even it, it, it would take a decent running game. Decent a, a running back that can be somewhat of a threat. And you, okay. can, you can't keep looking for Kenneth Walker cuz you're not going to find another Kenneth Walker. All nope. right gonna have to keep you know just you're gonna have to build with what you got and you know i'm not saying don't go out there and try to find a five-star or four-star running back but you know can't keep relying on that you as a quarterback you've got to be competent true true you cannot sit here and lie on a running game to flourish your career as a quarterback you got to be able to go up there okay it's like an analogy that i seen um ray lewis use at one point uh interview he did with uh with skip and shannon everybody's favorite uh Sports commentators or sports uh, sports talk show hosts, uh, pure entertainment on Undisputed. But um, you know it's like Ray Lewis when he was on that show. What he basically stated, he said this was this was something he said about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. What made him so great? He was like, if he's seeing, you know, he Tom Brady looks at his X receiver. He sees one coverage. Okay, now he's going to adjust to his Y receiver. He's the coverage on the Y receiver. This is all pre-snap too. This is all pre-snap. He sees the Y coverage, and, and then he's like, okay, well, let me go to my slot or my tight end. He sees something up there, and he's like, okay, let me flex my running back out. Let me see if I can't draw that coverage away from my tight end. He gets the coverage to draw away from his tight end, boom, he's checking to the tight end. If the coverage doesn't go away from the tight end, boom, he's going to the running back. He's going to find a mismatch somewhere. And as a great and excellent quarterback, that needs to be something that you are able to do is find the mismatch. You're looking for the same guy every play. Not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Not gonna yeah, work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Not gonna happen. Doesn't matter who you are, what you do. 
keep looking for Jaden Reed. You keep looking. I mean, you know what? I don't even feel like you were looking for Keon Coleman enough sometimes. I well, when time out when he did time out because he did, but he overthrew him how many times? Yeah, he did overthrow him quite a bit. You know, I thought he. I'm thinking that he's trying to throw to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm. I'm like, damn, Keon Coleman is six <laughs> four, and you keep just throwing it above him. I'm just like, well, damn. Now somebody also uh, sent on Twitter that next year, like they were happy that uh, Jaden Reed is gone. They said next year he he will improve because he will have to look at other wide receivers besides Jaden Reed. And I'm like, well, I, hold, hold on, hold on, my friend. Jaden Reed was not the the leading wide receiver this year. It was Keon Coleman with 600 yards, and I don't know how many receptions he got, but. I know it was 600 yards in that one. So, Keon Coleman was the man this year. Jaden Reed exited. Who do you think he's going to throw it to now? He's going to consistently chunk it to Keon Coleman. He's going to be like, F it. Keon Coleman's down there somewhere. And well, just continue to throw. Throw it in his vicinity, at least. Not a, but that's not that's not great football. A great A great quarterback can distribute the ball evenly to whoever whoever's open. Mm-hmm. Not not just solely. Let me focus on one guy to to to, to get me where I got to go, or you know, let me just throw it there blindly in the double coverage, and you know, I'm thinking he'll still get it, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the Peyton Thorn that I don't like seeing, and that's with Peyton Thorn does not have a running game. He can't. The play action works for Peyton Thorn. When Peyton Thorn has play action, he is at his best. Without play action pass, it's it's he struggles. So I'm sorry to say that if, if we don't have the running game to compliment him, he's not going to work there. I want to know from you, is Payne Thorne your quarterback for next year? I was just going to say, I'm not even sure he'll be there next year. I just had a wild thought that maybe, um, maybe there's a possibility, you know, he gets beat out in camp. You know, he might transfer back to Western Michigan. I finish out his collegiate career there, playing for his uh his dad as the offense coordinator there. He might as well. He might. I, like yeah, I think he'll over. He will be the best quarterback in the MAC if that's the case. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to. You know. I don't want to. You know. Just. You know. I don't want to shit on his career and say that oh, you're a MAC quarterback, but. You're a Matt quarterback. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You're a Matt quarterback. Um, you know, uh, you know. I think he, like I said, I think he, has, he will do better in the Mac. Uh, I'm ready for some of these young guys that we do have. I know we're trying to go get Dante Moore. That doesn't seem likely to happen. So it's likely we're going to, you know, keep what we have. We might actually, there actually is a guy, uh, Washington State quarterback commit that we're, you know, we're buzzing for right now. I think he's a three or a four-star uh, quarterback. And uh, I, I watched his highlight tape, and, and, man, he is a very good passer. He's very accurate. When that, and that's, you know, his ball placement is, is very good. So I like that. But it's also, I don't, I don't like the fact that we're just going away from Caden House. Oh, yeah. We it's got like, we it's it's like, like, and everybody like, hyped about him. Like, we got to bring him exactly. in. Exactly. He does. Exactly. I'm just like, man, we actually did all this great work for this guy. And all of a sudden, people are like, well, I guess he's just not beating beating people out in, in practice. Well, I mean, if you don't get enough reps well, no, to let do me, anything. Let me, let me stop you there. Let me remind the folks of this, too. 
We yeah, were going boy. for Peyton Thorne when Rocky was doing what Rocky was doing. And they took all the way to the very last game of that COVID-2020 season to even mm -hmm. put Peyton Thorne in to do anything. And we exactly. and he came in, he threw three touchdowns and over 300 yards passing. Granted, we didn't win the game. And uh, I put that I put that loss on one play particular of why that happened, but um, you know, like it took for they stuck with Rocky. Oh, they stuck with Rocky for six games, six games yeah. after what they had seen against Rutgers, and then when he beat Michigan, you know, shouts out to him for that. But right. um, they kept him. They that pretty much earned him the starting job for like three more games, right. at least at the very least three more games, and he got beat by um. He, he goes into Iowa, gets blown out, throws like five interceptions, and it just it doesn't. And then he, and then he comes in, he beats Northwestern when Northwestern was ranked in the top twenty-five. So, I mean, right. there's that right there too. <laughs> so, but in, overall, this they got to remember with this staff, like I don't think they were going to make a change midseason with the quarterback. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that. Or anybody who thinks that, oh, you just got to show them in practice. I mean, like that's not. This team, this this coach staff is kind of similar to D'Antonio coaching staff. Uh, they kind of stick with their guys, like you said. And, and, and there's no, it doesn't matter if Peyton Thorne has a terrible week in practice. He's still going to start on Saturday. So you have to understand that it's, it's, it's not that. It's kind of like a, I hate saying politics, but, you know, it's, it don't matter. Peyton like, Hauser, Noah Kim could outdo him in practice. And it won't fucking matter. <laughs> Paint Thorn will still start on Saturday for no apparent fucking reason because they just they just like the what, what they like, you know. It's just and it's it's completely retarded to me. But I'm just like, man, if we don't have the quarterback to do what we need to do, we it's your job, Mel Tucker, Mister Ninety Five Million Dollar Man. You need to find that quarterback. There's there's in my opinion, there's no excuse for the way he treated the quarterback position. It was a Complete joke to me. Absolutely, Thorne would have not been in there that that much for me without when, when Noah Kim got an opportunity. Noah Kim shined. So it's it, he. I think Mel Tucker, you did a disservice. I don't know what Peyton Thorne has over your head, but man, I am sick of seeing it. And I promise you this: if Peyton Thorne starts again next season, if he comes back and he plays. Get ready for the exact same results you're about to find out from this season. <laughs> and that, and, and I, I, you can book it for me. I don't care. You know, so. shifting gears a little bit, still talking about the football team. Um, some of the uh, – we've had some decommits. We've had a couple, what, four-star decommits that have uh, decided they don't want to uh, be a part of State, uh, football athletics anymore. I think one of them I was seeing rumors that uh, his uh, – position where a spot was taken away from him and it wasn't even he tried to play it off as a decommit but apparently they withdrew his uh, scholarship hmm. uh, I think it was that four star corner oh Colton Hood yes I was seeing uh, it's, some people were saying that he decommitted and then I was seeing other rumors that stated that he uh, that his scholarship and spot was pulled away from him now, if they got a different cornerback or, or, or something like that coming in, then cool. But I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen any rumors of of a, of a, of a you know, better corner coming or whatnot, you know. 
I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, I'm not truly uh, upset about that. I mean, no. it's stuff I mean, like this happens, but we're gonna. I think we're gonna flip a couple of guys, but I mean, these. I mean, we're looking at three stars right about now. That that that's just what. Mel Tucker's just trying to hold on what he got. You know, that's what he's basically doing right about now. He's like, you know, he's going to you know every you know single recruits uh, commitments house, and just saying, hey man, it's gonna get better. Just come on over. And, uh, you know, just stick with me and we're going to get this thing turned around. And uh, I hope we can. I hope we can land a couple more offensive linemen uh, because that's what, we're, that's what we need to improve in the most, in my opinion. And the offensive linemen have got to improve, right? Coach Cap, uh, highest paid assistant. Does the highest paid assistant. You got to earn this money this season. I'm sorry. You have got to show and prove big time on the offensive line. So. Well, it's just all we know is that we're hoping for some big news this offseason. I mean, we're going to give it, you know, a little bit of time, get to the bowls, and then, you know, get into February, March, you know, especially towards the end of basketball season. Like, we better start hearing some big news from, uh, you know, the football staff and anybody that recruiting mm-hmm. people they are looking at something, uh, coaching changing at some position at the one of the coordinators, either offense yeah. or defense, somebody's been removed or replaced or something we got to see something because they got to acknowledge that whatever they were doing ain't working so right i believe uh also special teams coach might be fired i think they might fire special teams before they fire offense or defensive uh coordinators because uh our kicking game was horrendous uh Mm. last season so i don't know if i put uh, that on the special teams coaching as much as i just put that on it looked like them guys would just had no talent whatsoever hey wasn't that on the coaching because you got to be able to recruit True, in a sense, yes, I, and that's why I do. They're not totally innocent. I'm just thinking, like, I'm just what it's just from my perspective going out there and watching. I mean, I don't blame the whole punting issues that we had because that was a backup long snapper. So mm-hmm. that guy's going to be nervous and you know prone to make more mistakes. But right. just just overall the kicking game, I just think it was a talent issue. Really, I mean, we're just as Michigan State, we're always just used to having solid kicking. All the way, sure. you know, beating the Buckeyes back in 2015 in Ohio State or in Columbus in the Horseshoe, you know, yeah. all the way up to Matthew Coglin's last season. Like, we've had excellent kicking, excellent, excellent. kicking. Excellent. So, I just think really, I think it really is just a talent issue. That's just my perspective, in my opinion, because I mean, Bryce Baring, your best punter in the league, probably yeah. the best thing that we had on our team. Best right. player in all of college football and all of D one college football, and he uh, yes. he's part of special teams. So really, I just I just think it's a talent issue. And he's leaving. He's leaving. So we're gonna have to replace our punter and our field goal kicker. So uh, if the if the special teams coordinator is if he's gonna earn his money next season, if that's the case, he's really gonna earn his money next season. So. Uh, I expect some changes. I don't know if we're going to get anything better than what we got uh, last season, but hey, we can hope. That's all we can do is hope. Absolutely, I agree. So hopefully they can get that done. Hopefully they can get that. Uh, hopefully they get that taken care of. Hopefully we see some big news. But um, those are pretty much not my thoughts on the football. You know, I th- right. feel like the season could have been better. Maybe end up seven and five instead of five and and seven. But you know. I guess with, yeah. uh, with too many mistakes, not able to capitalize, not able to put enough points up, not enough defense, you know, just overall didn't have a great season. Right. Signing day coming up in a couple of weeks. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. Probably do another another podcast for uh, 
the upcoming uh, freshman recruits. So uh, definitely looking forward. We got some things to look forward to in Spartan football. So not all, you know, uh, not all, uh, you know, Madness. Damper, not, yeah, not all sadness and gloomy. Mm-hmm. Not over here in East Lansing. We're we're okay. We'll be okay. Uh, it's just gonna take a little time, you know. Hopefully, we give uh, Mel Tucker seven years, and hopefully, he can deliver us a Big Ten title or two. <laughs> That's the so. standard we're setting ourselves to: seven years. Yep, seven years. Let's, let's go. <laughs> seven years to do it. Uh, yep, let's go. Years. Yeah, uh, you know, just uh, oh yeah. Before I forget, uh, big shout out to uh, Michigan State hockey team the other night that I was watching. They uh, managed to beat the Michigan Wolverines in hockey, and it's always good at Spartans. Uh, at Spartan University, when we get to take down those ugly guys down the street, so big shout yeah. out, to, uh, big shout out to Michigan State hockey. I think they snapped yeah, a six game losing to, or losing streak too. I think they were on a six game losing streak against Michigan, and they uh, managed to snap it there. So good for them on that. Oh yeah. But you got, exactly. any thoughts you, about, uh, you got any other thoughts about um about the football or basketball? Do we have um, anybody else? Anything else? Nah, I think we did. We, I think we did a pretty good job. I mean, there's nothing else that uh, that needs to be said. I'm just waiting on uh waiting on signing day. That's basically it. I'm just trying to uh, see what the coaching staff can come up with. Uh, see who who they can flip. And uh, you know, hey. Hopefully we land some good guys, and uh, hopefully we can get the ship turned around in football for sure. Because uh, you know when, when football is doing good, I think uh, I think everything is right in East Lansing at that point. So I'm just looking forward to some things and uh, maybe some changes. Uh, hey, maybe some uh, new coordinator could come in. We never know. So you know, there's there's going to be some changes, and then it has to be. We we're not we're not looking at another D'Antonio situation where. Uh, our head coach is afraid to fire somebody because, uh, you know, if that's the case, then uh, we're going to be looking at another head coach soon, too. So, so. but yeah, other than that, no, nah, I ain't got nothing else, man. You got anything? Mm-mm. I think I've said my final thoughts. I think we're good to go right. right now. We'll have uh-huh. a podcast coming up here soon after these next couple of basketball games, kind of review and see where the team's at. Yeah. The Big Ten play. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, shoot, until next time, uh, Thank you all for listening. Check us out on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, or anywhere else that you uh, listen to podcasts or music. Um, and until next time, uh, I want to thank Devin for coming on, uh, giving us all some insight for sure. Uh, but until next time, man, go green. Go white.